Hey, Lights, Camera, Barstool listeners, you can find us every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. To infinity and beyond! The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're cooked. It's why you fail. You can't handle the truth! Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Welcome to Light the Camera Barstool, episode 159. It is uh, road trip week here on the podcast, the much anticipated first annual road trip week. Uh, we're we're doing this from Trill's car. Uh, I don't know where we are exactly in the country. What kind of car is this we're in right now? We're in a uh, 1998 Ford Escort. Uh, it's a it's a fleet vehicle we got from a uh, bug exterminator company. You're not supposed oh. to take escorts across state lines, by the way. <laughs> Dude, that was twisted. You know why? I'm a joker, baby. I'm joker, right, just baby. Get it out of the way. Explain this, just in case people don't know what it is. Because it it is, I will say, 159 episodes. We've had this group chat with us. It's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in my life. Honest to God, like it. The Joker thing is, I've laughed at it every time I've watched it this past this whole weekend. Uh, yeah, from what I can gather, so um. This is actually a pretty old video, which is why I'm surprised this is the first time I'm seeing it. But it was like an acting class or high school. So he was doing a scene. This guy was doing a scene, and he picked uh, the Joker's monologue from the party scene of The Dark Knight, where he, he you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal is there. He comes in. You want to know how I got his scars? Oh, the whole deal. Whole deal. Except when he says, do you want to know how I got these scars? I, I think he forgets his line. <laughs> oh, no, no, I got these scars. Well, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> and then he just says, because I'm the Joker, baby. And he's, he's Australian, confirmed Australian guy. So is the real uh, Joker. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Heath Ledger could, could mask that accent a little bit better. It, just the combined everything, um, it, it, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I like how he went all out to the point of getting the purple gloves that the Joker wears, too. Like, he was really seriously in costume, but he couldn't buy the wig. So he just dyed his, like, very short crop hair, like, slightly green and nothing else. 
Yeah, the Joker is one of those things that uh, if you're going to do a Joker costume, like from Heath Ledger's version, you can't do a Halloween costume. No. Because he, he had that pullover suit jacket. It was just a polyester pullover. and You could see it was kind of like not buttoned up in the back. Like you, you got to go to a, a salvage store or a Salvation Army or one of those and, and get some like Tweety type materials. Like it's got to look, it's got to look legit. There's this one Joker impersonator I follow on TikTok, and he has this one really funny one where he, he looks in the mirror and he's like, "Hey, I'm the Joker, and I'm gonna fuck your wife." <laughs> and like it just works. Like you got to get to a special place if you want to play that twisted character. I want the next Batman, like with with our pats. The bad guy is not actually the joker but it's somebody who's inspired by a version of the joker so just it's like, like a this. bargain bin joker yeah it's just just an online joker tiktok joker like a copycat joker like homo how he had the copycat batman's in dark knight mm. yeah. yeah exact same concept <laughs> well, 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 what gives you the right I'm not wearing vineyard vines. <laughs> and then, and then last night, last night I was just sending you guys just videos of myself, just like, want to know how I got these scars? Father said, no white claws in this house. So I put the can in my mouth. And I chewed, and I chewed, and I bled, and I was hideous. <laughs> He can't stand the sight of me. He can't stand the sight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, still Come on the pod, maybe, maybe yeah, film so Australian Joker wherever you are. Uh, we're not talking about you, James. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, why'd you make that noise? Is he canceled? No, I, I just I've gone I've gone to his YouTube and I've checked out his other oh, things, and I just I don't know if we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. You knew who can come on the podcast, though. Big time uh, follower of the Lights, Camera, Barstool slash podcast Twitter account. It's Guy Fieri. Big time, Guy Fieri. A lot people, of love. We're one of them. follow? 176. We're now one of them. Oh, shit. That's 176 to uh, following, and then he has like 3.3 million followers. So that's. It's big time stuff, and I imagine he'll unfollow us pretty quickly, uh, just based on like, for example, while we're recording, I'm making a uh, a slap video from the E3 Xbox uh, presentation today because it had a lot of hype around it. Keanu Reeves is going to be in the game Cyberpunk 2077, which Hell yeah, they've been releasing that game for what, like ten years now. It's like a Kojima project at this point. They announced it last year. I felt like I think two years ago. Yeah, maybe. It, ta- it takes a CG project red a while to make a game. Yeah, but they released like the what the in-game footage that was like looked better than trailer footage. Well, I think last E3, and it looked sick as hell. So I'm I'm all about cyber urge. Yeah, cyberpunk. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves in that. So I'm gonna do a slap video. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. We're gonna measure how long Guy Fieri follows us by how many slap videos he lasts through. We have to uh, take it from me as somebody who didn't take advantage of uh, Ryan Reynolds following him on his old account. Let's just fire off that DM early. It's true. Be like, Mr. Donkey Sauce, please, God, come <laughs> and sign some uh, uh, lean cuisines for us. He uh, He's not the most online person because he, the, the tweet he quote tweeted and then followed us with, we tweeted like a month ago. It was like during when Avengers came out. So he's probably like his, his kid probably sent it to him or something. Yeah. Because his son always does a bunch of stuff with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, his his kids. He has a nice. He has a line of knives and shirts and uh, earrings. So 
Yeah, what's up, Guy Fieri? Uh, I, uh, I, mean, I I like his career arc because um, people people made fun of him there for a while, and then I think they realized that uh, being earnest and uh, yourself is the coolest thing to do of it all. Good, yeah. That's very well said. Yep, yep, yep. All right, what'd you guys do this weekend? <laughs> um, went viral twice, baby. New account is back in swing. Two viral tweets. This one has got one hundred fifty thousand likes. The other one, I think, less, maybe like eighty thousand. But I feel I'm feeling like I'm back. What were the two tweets? The one was the TikTok I made of the helicopter lady just swinging and the Inception music on it. And then the other one was this kid I found on TikTok just dancing to like some, I think it's called Get Down Boogie. It's the one that I remember we said we need to play it at the end of this pod. It's already on the playlist for end of pod songs. So that's that's a given. It it's will a great, be at the end of the pod. Great song. And the kid, uh, I found his Twitter, gave him a little shout out and everything. I mean, it is his video and all. <laughs> and uh, uh, shout him on Instagram as well. Kid's a phenomenal dancer. He is it's unreal. Shouting him out. Hey, what's up, man? I went viral with your video. I, I went viral <laughs> with your tweet, and it's it really it really uh, it means a lot to me because I've been down in the dumps and I'm fighting my way back to 10k, even though he has 76 followers total. You're getting to a weird spot though, where if you get your Twitter account back, what do you do? This will be my my alt. This will be the one that I do like the really fucked up shit on. It'll be the the real me, and then the uh, old at Kenjack will be like the fake me. Okay. And then whichever one gets verified first will be the one that is the real me too. Smart. Yeah, it's a good game plan. Uh, what about you, Trill? Anything? Not really. Got up at six thirty this morning with the baby, and uh, man, I love her to death, but it's exhausting. And so I'm like, we do all these things, we play, and I'm like, oh, half the day's gone. And then I look at my phone, it's like eight fifteen. Hmm. Still more to do. That's my life now. It's really not all that interesting. We d- we did go to Target, did a little Sunday morning Target run, bought her some food. It's nice, wholesome. Did you guys stop by the Vineyard Vine section? Oh yeah, I saw it up front. What, what it, the, what's the pricing like? Do they like make it cheaper for the yeah. collection? Or? Oh yeah, it's fair. Uh, the 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 thing that stood out is they had a cornhole set. <laughs> that's their that's their big signature item. Like how Walgreens has exclusive Funko Pops, Target yep. has exclusive Vineyard Ooh. Vines cornhole boards. Well, I've been trying to find that Red Reddington Funko Pop, but I, I think it was discontinued and. 2014 i'm just hoping it will be like hanging out at uh uh i don't know like a cvs somewhere it's like a hundred dollars it's crazy yeah you can get it on wait a second oh, no, funko pop on on ebay right now red reddington 1350 five bids right now i don't want a fake one i think mm. it's the real one though i don't know i, I bet the counterfeit market for this funko part <laughs> pop your funko perp you're gonna you're gonna get it and then send it into one of those like toy authenticators where they authenticate like the first Luke Skywalker the Kenner action figure and they're gonna be like what the fuck is this <laughs> Red Reddington Funko Pop I, I just got outbid by K Swiss Daddy seventy eight <laughs> who is this guy it's Gary V online finally <laughs> I wish they work Funko Pops into Toy Story four and that that would be a true sign of times moment. I also wouldn't be shocked if there was. Like, like do, you we went, a, do you think there'll be a Fortnite reference in there? No. No, because they also don't do many main... They don't really don't yeah. do mainstream toys, too. Like, some of them... Mr. Potato Head's mainstream, but... Pixar's you know. usually pretty good about uh, not, like, overly cramming uh, pop culture references in. Yeah, I no, think. They, it's really it's like references remember. to themselves. If they do, it's really off the beaten path. It's not like, a, hey, there's Fortnite, right? Like, that's not 
not something they would do. Yeah, is that argument Fortnite? Is that is a game still hot right now? Oh yeah. Oh, I I still play it. I I mean, my friends and I hate it. We but it's only because we want a new cross platform game. If if there's a new cross platform shooter, the new one's gonna be cross platform, right? Yeah, the new Call of Duty Four remaster. Well, well, when that comes out, then I'll be on Fortnite. (laughs) The, that'll definitely be it for me. It would be cool if they do work in some drama from the the Twitch streamers into a, a Toy Story reference. Just Woody and Buzz fighting like Phase Banks and uh, who's the guy he fired or whatever. Some some name I won't remember, but yes, that yeah, Phase Boondoggle or whatever his name is, and like they having that big old argument. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't suspect many video game. The only real video game reference we got was in the second one when he beats Zerg. Oh, yeah. Uh, We'll talk about Toy Story here in a second. This episode brought to you in part by Roman Swipes. Uh, Most guys have tried different. You hear this all the time, Uh mostly from us during this ad read. Uh, Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about things that aren't sex don't always work. The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to uh, lasting longer in bed. Roman swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. Roman s- can ship swipes to you in discreet, unmarked packaging, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. You get one of the little card carriers. Uh, swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, and let it dry, and you're good to go. John, I can't feel my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't feel it, my dick and balls. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one where they finally drop their sponsorship. They're like, no, the Beatles is crossing the line. They're like, that's, that was it for us. And happiness is a numb gun, baby. <laughs> Uh, when you go to getroman.com slash life, you can get your first month of swipes for just $5. When you choose a monthly plan, if you use the link getroman.com slash lights, that's getroman.com slash lights. All right. Okay. Let's get into this my cum. Yeah. <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's the top of a water tower like? Come together. <laughs> can you open up the water tower and just go swimming in it? Like, um, uh, definitely not. It depends what kind of water tower. Is is the whole is is the shaft of the water tower filled up with water too, or is it just the top? I would assume there's some water in there. I don't really know the the fine tune logistics of water towers. I don't even know if they do anything anymore. Are they not outdated by plumbing? Oh no! Like, well, I think the only purpose they serve in Texas or in this drought, like South, is well to put them up there and then have your high school football championship seasons oh. on them like that's that's like i'm not even sure they really use them but yeah the only water towers i know you can access are ones in like you know the ones in new york that are on top of buildings the old ass ones yeah but oh, like, yeah are they not like outdated they just don't want to take them down because it's too much work i don't know that's a good question there's a speakeasy one in new york that's really popular apparently where there's like a bar in the water tower Man, some guys are gonna be so mad at us, like tweeting us, like, actually, fucking water towers are so useful. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure I should know what the inside of a water tower is like, but uh, it's just something I've never really, never really thought about. I, I think the dark towers turned me off from towers for a long time. Like, two towers, great movie. Uh, I think dark tower brought me back to even. I'm good on towers for a while. Tower mm-hmm. heist, not a great movie either. <laughs> Folks, talking about water towers. About Water Tower Place in Chicago. Where else can you go get a build a bear and eat it mighty nice in the same day, folks? All seven people from Chicago who have actually gone to Water Tower will 
smash like on that one. <laughs> By the way, I think the, are the Tony Awards going on right now? Hmm. Good question. Because if they are, anyone eat gotten? Trailer track on Twitter said it would not make sense. However, a cat's trailer during the Tony Awards is not the most outlandish thing I've ever heard. No. I'm just saying we got to be on a bit of high alert here for the cat's trailer. I'm pretty sure the Tony Awards are tonight hosted by James Corden. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's tonight. What what's what was the big show this year? Last year was like Dear Evan Hansen, I think, which is, is supposed to be really good. Oh, I heard that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think uh is, is anyone uh, can anyone egot tonight if they are tonight? Mm, I don't I don't think so. Is today also 6 9? Today yes. is 6. We are recording on 6 9. <laughs> <sighs> Roman wipes baby. Roman <laughs> swipes. Get, get, <laughs> Roman swipes. Use them to get your your dick hard for 69ing the worst position in sex. Best I just I, you know like a golf ball washer, I have one of those filled with the the Roman numbing <laughs> agent and I just I just have a paint can filled with the liquid, and I just dip my like squat and dip my dick and balls into it. I melt down wax, and I just coat it in wax. <laughs> just burn it so you can smell that that sweet Roman victory smell. Uh, uh, um, all right, let's do the thing. Uh, number one, first off, Toy Story four. It's good. Really good reactions. Ken Jack and I are getting to see it later in the week, actually. But oh, yeah, I I'm looking forward to it now. Like I had absolutely no emotions about this. We've gone over this. Like if you would have told me you're not allowed to see it, I would have probably said okay, <laughs> next movie. But uh, the reactions are really good, so now I'm looking forward to it. Uh, super satisfying and features some of the funniest and most emotional moments in the franchise. It leans into new characters quite a bit, and it'll surprise you by the end. And yes, there's some great moments during the credits. Apparently, it's in post-credits scene. Uh, the level of animation that picture Pixar has achieved in this film is asta- uh, astounding. Everyone says one thing, by the way, Keanu Reeves is the best part of the movie, as Duke Kaboom. Uh, the yeah. theater we saw it in was a bit dusty. Uh, loved the entire movie. Uh, another fantastic entry in the series, and the one is done with that feels like an adventure movie. Uh, themes of hard goodbyes and such. So, it sounds like it's a goodbye again. Will it really be a goodbye? I guess. I've heard there's some closure in it, like real hardcore closure. Because while Toy Story 3 was closure, it it did leave it a bit open at the end because they went and had somebody new to play with. So I don't know how they're going to do it here. But everyone says it's just as emotional as the last one. So uh, it's like surprising, but then being surprised by Pixar is kind of stupid at this point. So I think I saw an interview or something where they said like, yeah, like this leaves in a closing point, but like we never say never. Like it's as if leaving possible interpretation for a Toy Story five, and as long as uh, this is like an actual closure, uh, and it's even half as good as the initial reviews are, which like we've talked about a million times, usually they're always really nice, especially the Pixar movies. Um, uh, then I'm I'll be happy with this. That's that's all I really want. Good closure. I don't know if I need closure with Toy Story. I uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited. It's hard to keep talking about this movie, Jeff. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, but I think I think I said it best last time. Where it feels it feels like it's an obligation for me, like I have an appointment at the dentist. But it's uh, Woody and Buzz. <laughs> it's just two toys. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like I said, I mean, I it felt like appointment viewing, not appointment viewing. That's the wrong word. But it felt like I had an obligation to see it rather than wanting to see it. But now I'm I'm looking forward to it. 
Let's put it that way. I, I being surprised by a big budget blockbuster is rare, so that's nice. Uh, that is nice, even if it's a studio that shouldn't surprise us. I think the Keanu thing is uh, that that's the hook for people like us mm-hmm. who aren't like who are going to see it anyway because we definitely need a hook. But uh, that's that's what I'm excited for now. Duke Kaboom, right? Canadian, yeah, yeah. Canadian yeah. stuntman. Did you see that uh, him talking at the panel about Duke Kaboom and like he gave this really emotional monologue about him? He's like, yeah, Duke Kaboom, like. He just he's really kind and emo and like he he's just part of the best he's the best part of us and maybe a little all of us have a little bit of Duke Kaboom inside us and I was like, damn dude, I really thought he was just gonna be like a toy, but I mean if Keanu's behind it, it could be a really interesting character. He's on a heater. He's maybe the hottest, and this is not like a looks thing. He might be the hottest person in the world right now. Yes, that just, Netflix movie, John Wick three, this uh, cyberpunk. There was a, a a viral tweet that came out today of him taking pictures. With people and how he doesn't put his hands on people when he wraps his arm around them. They're like, Keanu, Keanu plays it safe no matter what, doesn't take risks. It's just like ultimate respect. That one poster, he was like, yeah, I don't have any friends or whatever. Like, I felt, oh, so sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Keanu's respectful. He's a gentleman. Yeah, He's a man. I, add him to the list. That's a guy I would interview in a heartbeat. An interesting man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would uh, be entertained with this. No, uh, probably not. No, no, I think he would work because I think he's so you nice. Think so? Yeah, 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 but I, I don't know if we could make him laugh. All right, well, that's a challenge now. <laughs> I don't know. I, that'll be a tough one for sure. I think, I think we can make him smile. I, I, I'm not sure if like uh, our sense of humor is like what Keanu would go for because he, he's so wholesome. He'd be like say something super philosophical and be like, so Keanu, what do you think about uh, Roman stick swipes? And he's <laughs> just like, I hate you guys so much and just get up and leave. Punches so, us in the throat and leaves. Keanu, uh, when you play Fortnite, do you play as the <laughs> Reaper avatar? Do you use the actual John Wick avatar? Well, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't like us because my first question would be like, so tell me about your accent in Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, um, what, what was that? <laughs> go well uh so yeah that's toy story 4 well more on that next week and then we're done trill don't worry next week and that's it i don't mind talking about it i just i just don't have anything to say we we got the toys we got buzz we got woody uh we got bo pete the gang's all back the, the two things i'm excited for like i said keanu and then pinpointing the scene that made mr hanks cry that's it that's true. Which one? Watch it be a scene everyone guesses, and it was something else. Like it's just classic Tom Hanks pulling he, everyone's leg. He has to drink the gasoline out of uh, Duke Kaboom's motorcycle, <laughs> siphon it. Uh, so we're actually going to review that movie on the 26th of June. Next week, we review Men in Black International. This coming week, we interview, actually, we review Dark Phoenix, which uh, Ken Jack and I both saw some differing opinions, I think. Uh, we'll write a blog about it on Monday, and then we'll go in depth. I've actually seen it twice now, so we'll uh, really immerse myself in this final non-MCU X-Men. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Next up, Godzilla vs. Kong apparently is going to be delayed, or the chances of being delayed are very likely. Uh, according to Deadline, uh, Toby Emmerich, uh, studio chairman of Warner Brothers, said... They will deliver for fans in the way they were looking for with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It might come out later in the year so we can deliver an A-plus movie. Um, It was supposed to come out in March, but Godzilla, King of the Monsters 
really did not do what I think they thought it would do. Um, that's the case with a lot of movies right now. Really bad weekend at the box office for both Secret Life of Pets 2 and uh, Dark Phoenix. But it sounds like they're going to delay Godzilla vs. Kong. Does that matter at all to you? I, I almost just want to see it earlier. Just like in, At this point, it's like, whatever. Just show it to us. Like I don't know how much more they can really do to it. And I'm not sure what they really want to do to it. Because I think for the most part, people who want to see this movie were pleased. That's what it seemed like, at least. Even if the story wasn't great, they wanted to see the big old... what uh, Thomas Middleditch, the, the monsties fighting. That's what we got. So I don't know what else they... I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to cater to here, I guess, is my thought. I forgot he said that, the monsties fighting. What, what a treat that interview was. <laughs> he was. He was great. They, uh, it, it would be interesting if they brought back uh, John C. Riley's character. Is like he was the way, funniest one. Way aged up uh, version. Well, he didn't have to be aged up. Right. What, what, did that take place in the past? It, it did. did. Yeah. And by the way, people did bring up that his character did note that uh, Kong will grow. So he will be probably yeah. around the size of Godzilla. I, I, re- I, I remember thinking that's why it took place in the past because they they kind of like were procrastinating on making a gigantic Kong. Like, oh, we'll get around to it. <laughs> but uh, eventually, yeah, I. I wasn't like I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I think uh, well, actually it was because I, I, if if they didn't even make Godzilla King of Monsters and then just went directly into Kong versus Godzilla, I I wouldn't have been mad. I don't even know like if I'm really looking forward to this fight too much because I feel like Godzilla outclasses Kong so so badly, not even just size wise, but abilities wise. Like, what, yeah. what is Kong gonna do? Kind of like the the, the self detonation, Kong. Like we don't really know what tricks Kong has up his sleeve. Like he throws, yeah. he throws barrels down a ramp. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Ghidorah was bigger than Godzilla, had three heads, had fucking lightning, alien explosiveness, and Godzilla beat him. I mean, what the fuck's Kong gonna do, right? Eat his ass. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see what Kong's gonna do. I mean, it's gonna be fun, but uh, it is gonna avoid competition with Fast and the Furious Nine. Which I cannot believe is coming out next year because I feel like we don't know anything about it. Other than the fact that it might be in space, they might have some space elements to it. They gotta. I mean, it's gotta be in space at this point. That's what they've said. That's what they said. Especially since um, Hobbs and Shaw has that superhuman suit element to it. You might as well at this point. That's the other thing. If Hobbs and Shaw is really good and Fast and the Furious Nine sucks, we've talked about it before. It's some ugly turf that they'll that they'll be on. Um, well, just yeah. it just rules that. It, we t- we've said this, but like it went from jacking Phillips TV VCR combination units out of the back of a moving truck to like detonating a, a, a nuclear warhead on the International Space Station. So <laughs> or trying to prevent it. Superhero Idris Elba. Uh, the, the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw. Every single time I see it, it gets me hyped up. Especially, and I, I noted this on on Twitter too. The one scene where Jason Statham shoots the gun twice in rhythm with the song is so fucking cool. It's like, I I don't know if this movie could possibly disappoint me. There's no way. Yeah, it's just going to be entertaining as hell. And we haven't, when was the last Fast and the Furious movie? Fate of the Furious? Uh, Yeah, I feel like it's been like two years, right? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, So we got that coming out. But Godzilla King of the Monsters, that has made, I think it's like $230 at the box office, $170 million budget. I I don't want to say if it has done good or bad, because apparently, I, I don't, think we're experts on that but that it sounds like they're not very happy with it let me put it that way it uh while we're on fast and the furious 
I, I just wanted to shout out to the creators of the Fast and the Furious franchise, especially number seven, uh, for the, the 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 sly rock bottom that Dwayne Johnson puts on Jason Statham through that table, or through that glass or whatever. I thought that was neat. That was. End thought. Good thought. <laughs> Fast seven fucking ruled. We forget about that. It was awesome. We're going to talk about all the Fast movies. Whenever Hobbs and Shaw comes out, we'll finally have a chance to look at all of them because we haven't done that because there hasn't been one since we've done this pod. So we'll have a chance to look back on all of them, talk about the best, talk about the worst, Tokyo Drift, and then uh, move on from there. A lot all of right. people like Tokyo Drift. They're crazy. I'm not one of them. I respect them. They're crazy. Uh, new Ghostbusters is apparently going to be a love letter to the original movie, says director Jason Reitman, obviously the son of the man who made the first movie. Uh, apparently Sigourney Weaver is going to be returning in this movie. So that's a big clue to what it'll be about or what it'll be nodding to the original. Uh, Bill Murray has shown interest in it, um, but that's like the quote. We wanted to make a love letter to the original movie. Uh, what does this do for you? I'll start with you, Trill, for uh, the new Ghostbusters, which the original came out Wait. 35 years ago this past weekend. If you're an actor, how do you show interest in something? What's the official conduit? Do you just tell your PR person to to put some vibes out there? Or do you just say in an interview, I'm interested? <laughs> just That's one. Maybe maybe you tell them to send vibes. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, some inside Hollywood. I, whatever, man. I, I just... I feel like if you really wanted to do a love letter to the original Ghostbusters, you just get as much of the original cast back as you can, and then you just have them do a movie. But uh, the whole, like, I don't like the whole teen angle, the Ghostbuster, the young Ghostbuster team. I don't like that very much. So I don't know. I've said it before. Ghostbusters is one of those things out of all the 80s nostalgia that I love and care about. Ghostbusters is really far down the list. I just I do not like Ghostbusters as much as a lot of people like Ghostbusters. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, that's my main thought about the whole thing. Like, I'm not the number one Ghostbusters guy in the world or anything. It's definitely not like one of my favorite older movies. So if they want to keep rebooting it for the people that do love it, then yeah, sure. Like, I have no problem with that at all. And uh, when it takes place, uh, if it's going to be Teen Ghostbusters, like, sure. I don't even really remember the Genesis, but I thought they all came together as a unit in the the actual movie. So I don't know how they do them as young people. You know what I mean? Well, it's, 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 uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. No, maybe it'll be fun. It probably will be fun. It, uh, you know what we should do a study of what prequel movies actually work. Like where they have younger versions mm-hmm. of like characters that are older. Is, is this going to be a prequel though? Or is this just a team of younger people? It's, it's not taking, a prequel. It, it's just oh, like, yo- it's younger right. people, probably Finn Wolfhard at that point. I, look, I'm just going to say. It's not a prequel, but to your point, Ken Jack, using younger people to reboot franchise. Yes. That, I mean, so they kind of did that with Star Wars, obviously, but they're older, though Ray was 19, 18. Um, I would imagine they're trying to move along the Force Awakens reboot approach. Because the Force Awakens, and I'll, I'll throw Star Trek in there too, because Star Trek, it did work. Um both of those kind of have a good model for how to do a soft reboot. I, I would imagine that's what Jason Reitman wants to do with Ghostbusters. And I actually, more than that, I would imagine what the studio wants them to do with it so they can make more of these fucking things. This is not a one-off crowd pleaser. So, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't know what the success rate is on that, but I only just named two of them, and I know there have been more than two, so I'm going to say the success rate is pretty low. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I think it's better off going with an older model. And I think just most movies where the main cast consists of kids nowadays, like, I, I think the, the success rate of that is also pretty low. Like, I haven't liked many kids with, or many movies with an all-child cast. I don't know if they're going to be children, though, or, or teens. Teens, like, same difference okay. in that respect. Yeah. I don't I am back to your point or Jeff's point. I'm thinking about like how many Ghostbusters properties have there been? Like, okay, obviously there were the two movies and then uh, there was a TV show, like an animated TV show called the real Ghostbusters. And uh, then there were a few video games. I feel like there hasn't been a whole lot of Ghostbusters stuff. No, there really hasn't. You're right. Yeah, there, there really has not been that many Ghostbusters things. So it's it, it's like it's just, it, it's just weird territory because I, f- I feel like a lot of this stuff we talk about in terms of reboots or bringing stuff back, I'm tired of it. I'm not tired about Ghostbusters. I, I'm just like, Ghostbusters without that that cast, like who were at the heyday of their comedic careers, is just a, a that's a weird proposition for me because that whole thing was just like how can we get these guys around this like framing device, which is patently ridiculous. We, we talk about the, uh, the phrase I was today years old when I learned blank, but I was today years old when I learned that ghostbusters was released on home video as ghostbusters answer the call. And that's how it's referred to on like websites that list out all the properties. Ooh, what? I don't like that. When the fuck did that happen? (laughs) I, I had no idea. I, I just learned that. I'm looking right here. It says films, Ghostbusters, 1984, Ghostbusters 2, 1989, Ghostbusters, Answer the Call, July 15, 2016. What? What, what is? Oh, the um, it, that's the the, re, the new Ghostbusters? Yeah, with Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and Leslie Jones. That was weird. That's mm-hmm. weird. I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I know that the... Uh, the cartoon was called The Real Ghostbusters because Hanna-Barbera owned the Ghostbusters name for, like, animated projects. And so then they they created their own one called Ghostbusters, and then they busted ghosts. But the team was ridiculous. It had this, like, talking gorilla uh, who wore, like, a proton pack, a knockoff proton pack. Okay. It was wild. There's been talks of a, of a Ghostbusters high as well that I believe Dan Aykroyd wrote. Some sort of prequel thing. So, is there a Ghostbusters video game? I feel like that was one that probably got an old school video game. Big time, uh, Mr. Uh, not Mr. Sunday movies, uh, angry video game nerd review. Ghostbusters oh, video game. Uh, I think there was a pretty good Ghostbusters game released okay, for like yes. la- last generation. Console. Yes. Yeah, there is. I'm looking at that. Like, there is a Ghostbusters game that fans consider to be essentially Ghostbusters 3. Cool. I, I'm like 90% sure. I think I heard that from Red Letter Media that the, that the video game is what people consider like it's just great. It's basically Ghostbusters 3. But the old original system game is apparently one of the hardest video games ever, and it's just a pile of shit. There's a good angry video game nerd thing on that. So. I wonder if they actually got the guys to come back and voice the characters for the Ghostbusters 2009 game. I, I think they might. That I don't know. I won't say for sure. But I know that people do love that game. Take a quick. Oh wow! Yeah, they uh, they got Ackroyd, Ramis, Murray, and Hudson. That's why makes sense. 
I think uh, it would rule if they just name this next one Bustin makes me feel good. Ghostbusters Bustin makes me feel good. Yeah. Makes me feel good. They had a uh, a happy pride tweet today and they put a a, a gaydar in it. In the what? In the Bustin? <laughs> on on their tweet, on their gif. On Ghostbusters? Oh, okay. Uh, on their Twitter, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of angry people in the mentions. It's, it's a fun it's a fun Twitter hole to go down right now. Um so that's Ghostbusters. Uh, Sigourney Weaver back movie's going to be a nod to the original, which I mean, we just talked about it for 10 minutes, but like, that's not fucking surprising whatsoever. I think we all could have assumed that Uh, this episode brought to you in part by the Barstool Store Summer Collection. Ooh, how about that? Uh, Barstool has released their early summer merch collection, and there's a ton of new stuff in the store. Get drinking with all new Barstool drinkware and limited edition Viva La Stool Orca coolers. Can throw some uh, some drinks in there, which I won't say names of drink sponsors, so we don't get in trouble. Uh, be the ultimate grill master at your barbecue with the Barstool Grilling Set. There's Jeep accessories, new bathing suits, towels, and pool floats, and a huge collection of limited edition Barstool United States of America tees. Go to store.barstoolsports.com to shop now. Also, buy some Chargers and Browns shirts. Hell yeah. And any Baker Mayfield thing, uh, the entirety of the proceeds go to the uh, Special Olympics. So do that as well. That's cool. Um, also, any uh, any darty stuff? Or any saft, darty into a nerdy one. Or SAFT. That's how you pronounce that. Uh, SAFTB. That acronym, yeah. SAFTB. <laughs> uh, Jordan Peele. He's going to be tackling Candyman. And apparently in Candyman, they're going to take on Toxic Fandom. I'll read the quote. We talk a lot about fans and the idea of appeasing fans. And when you do that and how do you do that? And when do you not do that? I think my issue with fandom is that it's really problematic. It's probably the most problematic thing facing the genre. It typically comes with a dogma that is abrasive and that is more resistant to change and permutation than you would think. I think what we're trying to do with Candyman is both be mischievous in how we address relationship to the first film, but also be very satisfying. Um, so yeah, so apparently they're going to toxel, excuse me, tackle toxic fandom, which is an interesting thing to do and incredibly relevant to this current state and times with movies and the internet. The, uh, the, the black mirror episode, USS Callister did this in a different sort of way, maybe not as like direct, but that was the one with Jesse Plemons. I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was an awesome episode. The new ones, Jesse Plemons. The new ones are not good, my friends. I only watched the really? first, I, I watched the first episode, the Serpent Whatever one, which had uh, Mantis in it from Guardians of the Galaxy and et cetera, Marvel properties. Oh, uh, but uh, Karen Gillian? No, no, Mantis. Uh, it's Palm Clement. Yeah, Palm Clement. Sorry, Nebula. Sure. I've got. I I frequently mix up characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's there's a For lot example, of example like Groot or Rocket Raccoon. Could be both. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. I only saw that first episode with uh, actually another Marvel guy, Anthony Mackie, and a DC guy, uh, Abdul Mateen the second, right or something. I think it's the name. The guy played Man- uh, Black Manta in mm. Aquaman, and uh, but it was an interesting concept. But I did not like the full episode. But I, I'm gonna try to catch up with the rest of it later. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how they. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to refresh the plot of Candyman, right? So he said directly Candyman's going to tackle it, right? Correct. Well, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. 
And so Candyman is the one with the bees, but I'm trying to remember. Need to read the synopsis. It, it was like it was about urban legends or something. Like I saw it, but it's I like it's, I, this is one of these movies I saw when I was twelve. <laughs> yes, read the synopsis. Skeptical graduate student Helen Lyle befriends Anne Marie McCoy while researching superstitions in a housing project in Chicago's near North Side. From Anne Marie, Helen learns about the Candyman, a knife wielding figure of urban legend that some of her neighbors believe to be responsible for a recent murder. After a mysterious man matching the Candyman's descriptions begins stalking her, Helen comes to fear that the legend may be all too real. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he works that into that. Like, I, I, I can see a path there, but I can't chart it myself. Which is why Jordan Peele's a genius, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's a good idea because the toxic fandom is like dangerous, like the very, very dangerous reality that I think people just sort of brush off nowadays. Like, oh, whatever, it's just like a phase. Oh, whatever, it's just a this. Like, no, people are really fucking psychotic about fandoms. Like, but it's interesting you said like within the genre, and and so like even that exists in horror movies, which is is wild to think about. But I can totally see that happening. The only reason I'm pleading ignorance on that is because i'm just not in a horror movie fandom um but but i can see like uh you know when we get we kind of saw it maybe with a little bit with the uh, venom right like we we shed on venom a little bit and venom defenders came out of the woodwork there's there's people there's people who defend any property i guess yeah i mean it's it's bad there's really no no two ways to look at it and it's and it's not just i know star wars is probably the most popular one but, I mean, the more popular franchises, the more you see. I mean, you see infighting between uh, Marvel and DC fans on social media. It comes down to just all fandoms have it. Some are just more relevant. Uh, so it's uh, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea to tackle that there. It's interesting, too. And, and there's ways you can do that to make it really fucked up, especially for a horror movie. Man, I just remember on the AOL forums back in the day, like the <laughs> N- – I'm not joking. The N64 versus PlayStation, like d- – d- d- just people hated each other. If you had an N64, like, and I think it all stemmed from the fact that like everybody was 13 on those forums and most people only had one system. <laughs> their parents aren't going to buy them too. So you had to defend to the death, the system your parents bought you to validate their purchase decision as a 13 year old. And that's what we did. The so best- technology is bad. And if you want more, go watch black mirror. Black mirror. You know. <laughs> well, the, uh, the Miley Cyrus episode was, Probably the worst episode of Black Mirror, close to the bottom at least. Ever? It, it was one of the worst episodes of television I think I've ever seen. Wow! It uh oh man, it it but the the thing was is it like it wasn't because of the acting or it wasn't because of like anyone's fault except for the people who came up with the concepts in the episode. They, they um okay, I'm gonna spoil it right now, so skip ahead, just skip ahead and a minute. Um, they go and like this pop stars in a coma and they're picking out musical notes via computer and like auto generating songs from it. <laughs> and, and then her subconscious gets planted in a tiny little Alexa like robot and they go on a quest to save her. Basically. Huh. It's just stupid. It, it, it doesn't have a usually like Charlie. Um, what's his name? The creator and, and those guys will have some sort of like, whether it makes you cringe or whether you think it's like insightful, they'll have some sort of big takeaway at the end of an episode that really makes you think. And this one just didn't, it just was like, it's technology. It, it, it just exists. It didn't even say it was bad. It's just there. 
<laughs> technology is there. <laughs> yeah, it's just they didn't get they didn't get to technology as bad. They just got to technology is and they just quit. So there are your Black Mirror spoilers. Um, that's it on uh, Jordan Peele tackling toxic fandom and Candyman. Two more pieces of news, and we got our rankings. We're doing on this. Oh yeah, we're still in the car. Where are we in the country, Trill? You have the GPS, not us. Uh, yeah, Elliot Spitzer. Remember that? What? what? Remember Elliot Spitzer? <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember People Blagojevich? Oh, People Goyevich was a king, dude. Pete or Rob? Oh, it was Rob. 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 You're confusing him with Mayor Pete. Yeah, Rob Blagojevich. That's right. Yeah, they do have very similar names. Now you say that. Yeah, yeah. Rob Blagojevich. Right. He had he had some legendary frat house hair. Yes, he had like that the the Alabama swoop. Yeah, the Alabama. He just had a straight up just mayor of Tuscaloosa swoop. Big time. He what a king. Let him out of jail. Wait, actually, I think he got pardoned, didn't he? Rob uh, Rob Blagojevich? I don't know, dude. No, don't actually pardon him. This is just a, a comedy bit. He probably did a lot of very bad stuff, but I know that it was mostly defrauding the state, I think. If I remember correctly. <laughs> this is why we're not a political. There was to be like, what, remember that guy? What did he do again? Was he good I, or bad? Welcome back don't to know. America. Elliot Spitzer was in the document. Well, I'll tie it to movies. The documentary Inside Job, which won an Oscar in 2010. Yeah. It's the one narrated by Matt Damon. And he talks a lot about like the corruption on Wall Street and such and like how much they got into prostitution and whatnot. And he had this like really like sad moment where he's like, yeah, I got in trouble for it in the end. Like, it's like oh, shit. Like he he knew it was all gonna happen. He's like, eh, in the end, that was when I got fucking taken down. So Spitzer, I don't think anyone's had a more I'm a hooker guy face than yeah. Spitzer. Also, a last name. Yeah, Spitzer. Where where in the United States are we? Yeah, we're 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 right outside of Burlington Coat Factory. Mm. All of the clothes are just thrown on the ground. As the employees customarily do every morning. That's Nordstrom Rack these days too. Yeah, I, I'm, a Nor- I'm I'm a Nordstrom Rack guy, but like it, it, sometimes you catch Nordstrom Rack at a bad moment. People make those jokes about Burlington, but Nordstrom Rack can get the same way. You go there 5 p.m. on a Saturday. It's just retail bedlam. <laughs> retail bedlam. What a term. They got the uh, they got the one th- one shoe thing at your local Nordstrom Rack where they only have one shoe out for display, or do they have both shoes out? They used to have it so they only had one shoe out, and you had to go to this counter to get the other shoe. I haven't been in years. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. That was a good discussion. Well, we're driving by the headquarters of the Burlington Co. Factory. Great stuff. <laughs> the whole department dedicated to throwing. Now just called court. Burlington. Only called Burlington now. Worth noting. BCF, baby. They have 631 <laughs> locations across the country. How about that? How the fuck? Like, how? <laughs> I was telling you. Uh, the Rock. They have found the director for Black Adam, it appears. Black Adam, uh, obviously in the DC Universe, will be the nemesis of one Shazam, Billy Batson. Uh, They're going to apparently be going with, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Jamie? Colette Sarah? Jamie. Jamie, I don't know. It's spelled, oh, he's he's Spanish. So anyway. Probably probably Jaime then. uh, It's J-U-M-E. Let's say Jaime, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, what I do know is the movies he's directed. Let's start it out. He is going to be doing Jungle Cruise with The Rock. So that's his connection to The Rock. Before that, he did The Commuter. You remember that movie? Yeah, that one's a lot of of commuting. Yep. Uh, The Shallows. I didn't like it at all. 
Blake Lively, the shallows. The shallows. Wait, no, I'm thinking of 47 meters. So the shallows is totally different. No, yeah, sorry. Uh, Run All Night with Liam Neeson. Uh, before that, the airplane movie, Nonstop with Liam Neeson. <laughs> that one, do you remember the, the kicker for that movie? Like, oh, we're not done. We're not done. Before that, Unknown with Liam Neeson. Uh, before that, the movie Orphan, uh, a horror movie which was not good. And before that, folks, in 2005, his directorial debut with Paris Hilton in the movie House of Wax. This is an incredibly not great filmography. Disney tabbing him to do Jungle Cruise, you got to think, gives you a little hope. However, big however, their live action rap sheet, not great. So I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Shazam was directed by the guy that did, uh, he did one of the Annabelles. I, I don't know about this one. I really don't. House of Wax actually a good movie, but only because my uncle's band had the headlining song in the movie. This is like in 2000, what, was it 2005 or something when that movie it came sounds out? Sounds like a very 2004, 2005 sort of deal. Yeah, I think it was middle school and I was telling everybody, I was like, yeah, my uncle's song's in this movie. He's pretty sick. Uh, it's it's How May. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, nonstop and The Commuter, both bad. The Shallows, I don't really remember much about. Did you guys like that? The Shallows, actually, I have a funny story about The Shallows, is that I saw it, or I knew it was coming out, and I never saw it, and I it like I thought it never came out. And someone's like, yo, you didn't review The Shallows. I'm like, it never came out. And it apparently did come out. It's the only reason I really remember it. It was Blake Lively Stranded. That's all I remember, is that it apparently came out, and I don't remember it actually coming out. I liked it. That's all I got on that one. I like Blake Lively. I, I really wish we'd get another um, Simple Favor movie. And they could yeah. easily... They could easily make that a a sequel a slightly more confusing favor (laughs) more intense favor a not quite as simple favor um the guy who did shazam by the way was david f sandberg he did the lights out that horror movie and then he did annabelle creation so it wasn't a guy who was very well known this guy's obviously done a lot of movies but nothing that is I mean, nothing that's very good. The, the Jungle Cruise movie must have been really good. And you got to think The Rock has like a ton of creative input in how this movie's being run. But so. that's the thing. I, I don't know if I don't think they stand up to The Rock. This is like they're obviously they have The Rock with the DC universe. They don't ever lose to Marvel or anything. I feel like you can't. If he says this is the guy I want, you got to go, OK, you know, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the Jungle Cruise sounds good. I'm going to be the contrarian. I, I, not I will, contrarian. I agree completely. Well, to Ken Jack, because Ken Jack said it looks good. And what, no, I, I said I, the Jungle Cruise looks good. Yeah, I thought you said that. No, you mean, okay. You, know, you said you said the Jungle Cruise must be good. Yeah, I said it must have impressed The Rock a lot if he's picking like this guy, like yeah. this, this dude. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I see your point. I, I, the Jungle Cruise is like weird territory, right? Because what's the precedent for the Jungle Cruise? It's pirates. So no, it's, no, you're thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. The Jungle what, Cruise is the jungle ride at Disney. It's where yeah, but I, animals and shit. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the precedent is pirates because it was. Oh, a, it was I'm, a, mm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay, man. It, it, uh, I probably phrased that poorly. So the no, press, I'm just a dick. Continue. No, no, it's okay, man. <laughs> uh, no, look, I'm. I'm we're very, in a car. We're in this car for a while. We got to. Uh, very chill now. Yeah, we're in this uh, 1989, 1998 Ford Escort. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
four cylinder engine. It's uh yeah, so like the Pirates, when the Pirates movie was first announced, I thought that was gonna be horrible. There's no way. They're making a movie based on an animatronic ride. It was pretty good, but I don't think you can compare it because uh I think that Pirates being good was an aberration. <laughs> I don't think it should have been good. I just think it was. I think the first two were good for some reason. Yeah, it's definitely not the norm. I don't know the Jungle Cruise ride or whatever. I've never been to Disney, so I don't know the reference point. I don't even know if that's an exceptionally good ride to make a movie out of. I, I, I think it'll be entertaining. I, I don't like the if you look at the Rock's movies. I, I the Rock doesn't. The Rock's a smart guy. Dwayne Johnson's a smart guy. He doesn't sign up for uh, uh, a rampage thinking that this is going to be a great movie. Like he's doing it because he wants to, you know, be in these badass action movies, and people keep going to see him, and that's fine. I think this is what it's going to be. We might get him taking an anaconda and just giving the rock bottom to the bottom of a glass bottom boat. This anaconda. Hmm. They've made other theme. We've talked about this before. Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously based on the ride. The Haunted Mansion in 2003 with Eddie Murphy, terrible. Ooh. Uh, Mission to Mars was actually based off of a really old Disney ride. There is a new Mars thing in um, in Disney. Uh, Tower of Terror was a TV movie. Uh, the Country Bears, 2002, is one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, and then Tomorrowland uh, was a major, major, major box office flop for Disney. Um, that was directed by Brad Bird, and Brad Bird famously directed Tomorrowland uh, and decided to direct Tomorrowland with George Clooney and gave up directing Star Wars The Force Awakens. What's uh, uh what's yeah. the best ride at Disney these days? Just just Disney, like a Magic Kingdom park. Put it that way. Hmm. Just Magic Kingdom? Yeah, just just Magic Kingdom and then open it up to whatever else you th- you can think of. Magic Kingdom. Uh, the ride that's the longest way to Magic Kingdom is a Seven Dwarfs ride, which people don't know. We've canceled them, so people need to stop riding that ride. Uh, the, the the best, the most popular ride at Disney, well, right now, not counting the new Star Wars ride, which is apparently good but not great, is the uh, <laughs> the Avatar ride. That's the most popular oh. ride. The uh, where you ride in the backs of the um, fuck, I, I don't know, like shit. What is it? The I, the Banshees, Banshees. There you go, Pandora Pigeons. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right on the back of the Banshees. It's a very cool ride. But the coolest ride is actually in Shanghai Disney, and it's coming to Disney World. It's a Tron ride. You actually ride on a light cycle. Um, like, like you're, it, it's like Go look it up on YouTube. Very cool. They're building it behind Space Mountain. Um, but Tron, already a movie. My favorite ride is Splash Mountain. Um, Space Mountain is one I never quite, uh, quite got. Because uh, you're on a roller coaster, but you can't see anything. And part of the fun of being on a roller coaster is seeing how high up you are. Yeah, the Disneyland Space Mountain is better. The Disney World Space Mountain, it's nice to not see anything because you're not seeing the fact that you're about to have your back thrown out every two seconds. Um, it's an incredibly painful <laughs> <Yeah>. ride. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that, Jeff. Yeah, I think that's fair. I... I uh, I remember I like Space Mountain, but uh, it did. You know, Magic Kingdom never really had the 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 great thrill rides, right? Like the Matterhorn was supposed to be pretty good, but is that in uh, the Animal Kingdom? That's Matterhorn Disneyland. The best ride that I rode at Disney World for those going is Expedition Everest. Um, It's the most expensive roller coaster ever built. Uh, They built this gigantic animatronic Yeti that's never worked. 
Um, and Disney can't fix it because they would have to disassemble the entire fucking mountain. Um, so it's this giant waste of money, but it's a fantastic ride for what it is. What about the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster? We talked about that. They're going to change that once they get the, the Disney theme park, right? It's the, the Fast and the Furious, right? No, that's no, uh, Guardians. One of them is turning to uh, Guardians overseas. Oh, uh, yeah. Fast and Furious is a universal. Yeah, I will. Ken Jack, you've never been to Disney World or Land, right? No. But I think we're all going to, me, Ken Jack, and Robbie are going to D23 in August, and we're going to go to Disney, Ken Jack's first Disney experience. You should oh, stay yeah. at Grand Floridian. Can't wait to get my back blown out. That's Disney World. Oh, is it in Anaheim? D well, you get your back thrown out of Disney World. You get your back blown out of Disneyland. So you're going to the right park. <laughs> you're, you're going to the right park. Yeah, we're we're so we'll go to Anaheim for D23, which there's going to be a lot of big things there. Um, I missed out on Star Wars Celebration, uh, but this this will this will be fun, and then we'll get to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I I like Disney World. I, I've never been to Disneyland, but I've been to Disney World a few times. I like the resorts there. I like the um. The, the swan and dolphin resort, the big swan and dolphin on the mm. top of it. That's classy. Grand Floridian is nice, but it does have a, a bit of a black mark since a kid got eaten by an alligator there a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> Florida, Florida has a story for everything. <laughs> really I, I love that state so much. Even yeah, even their nicest, most pristine shit has one has at least one story, one fucked up story. That story is so sad. Um, yeah. The, the the Grand Floridians that's the that's the crown jewel of the Disney resorts though like you, you got to be uh-huh. having some money to stay there Ken Jack so save up buddy this is going straight in the corporate card my friend I will we're not even and we're not even going there we're going to Anaheim so what's, it doesn't really matter what's the resort where the uh, the monorail passed through that uh, the Contemporary yeah I, I didn't like that I got but. I got in a lot of trouble actually because I was running to the contemporary parking lot for my uber and I crossed a lane you're not supposed to cross the Disney police you don't fuck with them you, you they things have to go off without a hitch and I ran across the street with no crosswalk and I got big time yelled at do they dress like Disney police officers like from the Disney universe or no <laughs> they, they, they they dress like police officers from different movies from like Zootopia. I said yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> officer hops animatronic rabbit slapping the cuffs on your ass two notes i do want to bring one two things up because we've talked about it before about um about disney is that if you go to the avatar park they do refer to avatar as a documentary so like when you talk to the cast members they're trained they're supposed to be able to speak to you in fluent navi that's part of their job supposed to be able to speak to you in the native language and they don't refer to avatar as a movie they refer to it as a uh, a documentary but apparently in the new Disney Star Wars park. <laughs> I know what you're going. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, this is from someone, uh, kind of friend through Twitter. She's a very popular YouTuber, very funny with Disney stuff. She said, um, I got to find it. Let's see, because she's been misquoted. Okay. Um, so she was at the Disney Star Wars park. She said, also, a cast member said kids. And I jokingly said, oh, younglings. And she blindsided me by telling me they're already scrubbing younglings from the vocab. Parents didn't like it because one of the only times you hear it in the movie is, is the phrase killing younglings. I mean, so they're not saying they're trying not to say younglings in the Star Wars park because of the very famous line from Obi-Wan Kenobi killing younglings. I think that's very fair. That's a very yeah, fair. It is. You said fair. It's yeah. I don't want to be a jerk, but does that does that Star Wars part kind of look disappointing right now? It's completely uh, disappointing. It, how do they? What is it, the cantina can only hold like thirty people at actually, a time? Shit, we were told we might actually get a preview. Of that. I'm gonna bleep that out. But no, it uh yeah, the just can, get, dude, we can we can not. No, 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 no. In all seriousness, it is a little disappointing, and I think the Disney World, but I, it's 
it's for two reasons. And then I, I guess we'll move on. It's for two reasons. One, it's obviously still very new. Like the ride they have called like Ride to the Ride of the Resistance, which is a trackless ride. It's not open yet. But the other thing is that they have two parks that are identical because they want people to have the same experience no matter what park they go to. Disneyland, they can't expand. They don't have the room because there's a fucking parking deck behind it now. Disney World, they have a shitload of room. Eventually, they're going to expand the one in Disney World, and it's going to be very big. It'll be like the Harry Potter Land in in, uh, Universal, which was not built in Disney because uh, J.K. Rowling initially wanted one single train to bring passengers back and forth at a time uh, and nothing else. And Disney was like, no, (laughs) We're we're not doing a one train fucking shuttle for our millions of people every year. Sorry. Um, so they'll expand it eventually. But yeah, I think right now most people who go are like, it's cool, but uh, it's expensive. There's a lot of wait times and it's not great yet. I'm not sure what I expected. And maybe it's unfair to be disappointed by it. Like it looks really cool, but the the fact that there's like two rides, I don't know. I just, I thought it was going to be a little more expansive and uh, that's on me. I think, I think if I went, you know, it's like every other Disney thing, the hospitality be great. You'd, uh, uh, they, they definitely have a secret bar in that Disneyland thing. Like, like I know Ken Jack mentioned the cantina, but you know, there's a speakeasy. I'm going to uh, find it Ooh, interesting. somewhere. Like, yeah, we're, we're just some dude in a rubber suit. Just pours you blue drinks. <laughs> I want that blue drink so bad. People say, by the way, if you're going, I'll, I'll give you one more, two more tips from Jenny Nicholson. She says, do not go straight to the Millennium Falcon ride. The wait will be 90 minutes. Go there two and a half hours into your time slot because you can't just go. You have a three hour window. It's like a really unprecedented thing. Uh, just before they let the next chunk of guests in, it'll be about a five to 15 minute wait and said, do not try to go to the cantina. You will not wait, get in. How does that work? The time you, you basically like, you buy your tickets to Disney and then you <sighs> buy blocks to get into the Star Wars park. Okay. Yeah, which is, again, very unprecedented, but that's because it's small. Probably the right way to do it right now. Yeah, just a reality. But So, yeah, we might get a preview of that in Disney World. Not sure yet. But uh, Ken Jack will be making his first Disneyland trip. Very excited for that. I can't wait if you take a picture of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Heard what you're saying about my Star Wars park on the podcast, boys. <laughs> it would be fun to go and then just keep looking for, like, Sony animation product uh, products or something. Like, Cloudy, where's the Cloudy for a Chance Meatballs cast? Where's <laughs> Officer Earl? <laughs> well, as somebody who, who fucked with, with – uh, Russell and Doug oh. uh, from Up, uh, they don't love that. And so you going up to Steamboat Mickey and being like, hey, where's the Shrek exhibit? I'm sure they'd wear thin after a while, but I want to see it. Steamboat Mickey, go cancel this. <laughs> you probably threw that tennis ball and had like seven tranquilizer snipers trained on <laughs> Apparently, we've had some people go back with the shirts that we sell. By the way, we got to release those big dog shirts. Oh, yeah. Tweet, tweeted us about big dog shirts. Maybe we'll release them this week. Uh, actually, no, because someone's going to win the Stanley Cup this week. Bad timing. Okay, maybe next week. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So we had people go with Balloon Jerry stuff. And I feel like at one point, somebody might have recognized it and been like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Uh, they didn't kick me out, though. So, All right. That was good Disney talk. A little theme park talk. Last thing, though. We want to get into uh, top five road trip snacks here on this road trip as we leave the vicinity of the Burlington Coat Factory uh, headquarters in our escort. Ford escort. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's it's white on the outside. It's got blue cloth interior. Oh. S- smells, smells like off. Bug oh. spray. I don't know why. <laughs> Mm, I can actually smell the off. That's great. Uh, Swamp Thing. So remember we talked about Swamp Thing a couple weeks ago, and it looked like a pretty decent trailer? 
Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a lot from this show, honestly. I'm <laughs> one just... episode canceled. <laughs> Got canceled after one episode. Guys, that's, dude. That's incredible. I mean what and, what had to happen? There had to be some politics behind that, right? People like seem to like it, right? I it looked for the t- for a, what it was, it looked decent. It looked decent enough to be a TV show. I've watched I I've watched a show on Netflix called My My Husband Won't Fit for God's sake. <laughs> uh, I've watched some stinkers on Netflix for for a streaming show. It probably was okay. I felt like there just had to be something there. Some behind the scenes reason why they pulled the plug. Maybe it just cost too much. I don't know. I mean, what, what nobody the possible production budget on this show. James Wan said, I don't really know or understand why Swamp Thing was canceled, but I can tell you this, all the cast and crew and producing writing team poured their hearts into this. Really proud of everyone's hard work. Go watch episode two and immortalize these 10 episodes. It's It's the fucking weirdest thing. It really is. I don't like nobody. Unless there's something that's come out in the, in the last two hours or so that I haven't seen, I, like nobody knows. Um, yeah, just weird. Rest One episode. Something. Right, we will never forget you in in resting in hell along with Grumpy Cat. <laughs> that's yeah, Just hanging out. This <laughs> one thing, Grumpy Cat talking about the wrestling. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, God, so Swamp Thing. <laughs> rest in peace, Swamp Thing canceled after one episode. All right, let's do this. Sorry, it's a bit of a shorter episode, but we get a get a little more time here. Top five road trip snacks we're gonna do a road trip ranking in the week and then we're gonna do top five road trip songs which i know everyone likes me put music in the pod so uh we'll have fun with that but how about snacks ken jack Trill went first last week you'll go first then me then trill in the audience uh so five things that you would like on a road trip presumably something you have right now in this car yeah uh so my like my, my best quality in a road trip snack is its ability to not leave too much residue or debris when you're done with it. Agreed. Uh, so my number five is uh, oatmeal raisin cookies, uh, soft bake. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> People hate oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm a big fan of oatmeal raisin cookies. I can't help it. Don't know why. I love the raisin brand as well. Uh, but oatmeal raisin cookies, soft bake. They don't leave a shit ton of uh, crumbs or anything like that. Oh, uh, I thought you were being facetious. Oh, no, it's a very serious pick, my friend. Like, I get the soft-baked part, but I, a non-soft-baked oatmeal raisin cookies, that, that's, you know, you're going to be vacuuming your your little crevice out. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I, saying, like, the, I don't know if you meant my butthole or the, the actual crease of the... The crease, the fucking the crease that somehow automakers just cannot f- figure out how to block that crease. Give yeah. me the option. We, uh, I don't know, we have joke lists now and then. I feel like with food, we're never joking. I feel like we, if we take one set of lists seriously, it's always when it's a food list. I mean, I could just switch it and say soft baked cookies in general, but like, I think specifically if I'm on a road trip, I want those oatmeal raisin, get that regular regularity going. You know what I mean? I think you're cheating if you say just cookies. I think you got to be a little specific here. Well, very specifically, soft baked yeah. cookies. You can't have any of that crispy Chips Ahoy bullshit. True, true. I, I like the audience list, but there's one on here that I, I take much issue with. And we'll get to that. It's kind of related. Uh, number five for me, give me that big size family. Now with like the Ziploc clothes, peanut M&M's bag. It's tough. I will say you drive through some hot states. It might, it might melt, but get the good size one. It'll be enough for a day. Hammer out some peanut M&M's. You got friends in the car. They're probably gonna eat the whole thing anyway. So uh, yeah, peanut M&M's, it gives you the chocolate, gives you the salty. That's what you want there. You want that good mix of chocolate and salt. It's the only chocolate thing on my list, but you need that sweet. 
think I think you really do. So peanut M and M's my number five. We got a big bag of them. I just like putting your hand in a bag of peanut M and M's. It's 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 like a cool pillow. Yeah, I like that. Nice deal. nice cool sensation from all the 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 cool coating. It's been sitting in front of the AC <laughs> vents. You just walk over to your coworker friend, big bag of you just stick your hand in their bag of peanut M and M's. Like ah, oh, thank you. It's a good feeling, man. It's just it just you get a fistful of M and M's feels nice. What's your uh, what's your number five? I, wait. Better in a bag or in a nice candy dish in the winter? Uh, I, I like peanut M and M's out of a bag. Okay, yeah, right. I like I like when you tear that like corner crease off the M and M bag, so you kind of get a little spout for yourself going. Can, uh, can I interrupt really quick uh, and just note that Justin Bieber tweeted, "I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon." Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who's willing to put on the fight? And he adds, Dana White. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Tom Cruise wanted to fight you, Dana White would be more than willing to put on the fight. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he'd be down to sit with I, I, I the fight. I don't think someone promoting the fight is the bottleneck in this uh, Justin Bieber-Tom <laughs> Cruise fight. I think it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, actually getting Tom Cruise to fight like a 25-year-old. Mm, Tom, Tom Cruise could beat the shit out of Justin Bieber. Oh, absolutely. He would, uh, for sure. Justin Bieber's in really good shape. But like Tom Cruise has been doing his own stunts his whole life. Like he's in good shape. He knows how to fight. Yeah. Like you can't tell me you go through all that like choreography shit and you just don't, you don't instinctually like when fighting against like not a trained fighter, but someone like Justin Bieber, I feel like Tom Cruise. Plus he's got old man strength. Yeah, that's true. Dad strength. But yeah, that would not be the reason. Like no one's going to be like, you didn't fight Cruise. Like, yeah, no one will put on the fight. That's not going to be why. <laughs> MGM Grand didn't want to host it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like making money wasn't their thing. We had to fight in Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, dude, uh, Tom Cruise is the last person I'd want to threaten. I don't know if that was a threat. That was more of a challenge. It was, but I also want to know why. Like, yeah. Was he like watching what movie could he have been watching where he's like, I could fucking fight this he's guy? Watching Vanilla, he's watching Vanilla Sky. Like, I could beat this guy's ass. Dude, sure. if you gave Tom Cruise six months of fight preparation, he would show up just five foot five yoked. Yep. Probably, <laughs> he'd probably do some meditation to stretch his arms too. So he's got this ab- ab- abnormal reach. He would beat his ass in the middle of the fight and you just hear like, What's that in the rafters? JR, who is that? Oh, oh my God. Somebody stop this. Stop the match. Call the match. Hey, He's killed him. Doing? He's killed him. <laughs> that worked in one episode. Uh, <laughs> Trill, what's your number five? I like Twizzlers. I, I, I like Twizzlers, the satisfaction of uh, peeling them out of the wrapper. And then, you know, it's a good it's a good boredom snack, too, because you can like progressively eat it and then you can pretend like you're smoking the Twizzler, too. <laughs> the That's pretty much it. The twist off ones are the regular ones, because I like both. But I think I like the peel off like the, the, the twisty ones better. See, I, I, I like um, if I had to pick a Twizzler, just be a traditional strawberry Twizzler. But I do like the pull and peel. I don't peel the pull and peel though i i eat them like a nice steak (laughs) (laughs) eating a fucking core just i did i just i take the whole rope it's like eating a rebar like i don't even understand that it's good it's more satisfying to bite into that big chunky gelatinous blob of pull and peel (laughs) than it is to rip off the individual strands of pull and peel and you know what i feel the same thing same way about string cheese yeah i was about to say yeah i don't peel string cheese that's for babies 
I definitely eat string cheese that way, but I think you have to eat the pull and peel Twizzlers the way they were made to be. Eaten. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I get it though. I get I, it's it. just not satisfying to pull and peel the Twizzlers. Wait, here, here's a debate I had on Twitter a while ago. When you eat a bagel, do you eat them one half at a time, or do you make it like a sandwich and then cut that in half and then eat it like a sandwich, or do you eat like that? You get what I'm saying? Just, just a just a bagel with schmear. Yeah, like a bagel with some cream cheese or some such. I eat one half at a time. Mm, okay, but if it's a bagel sandwich, I'm I know it's presented it like to you though. Yeah, but like I know people that they, they get it like built like the sandwich, and then no, they, no, they I. Get I it. And then they eat each half at a time. And I think I prefer eating it like a sandwich because it just you get more of it in your mouth faster. And I'm a big old hog. And I just <laughs> love eating that bagel as quick as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you take that bagel apart, you fucked with the structural rigidity of it. It's like taking Ikea furniture apart. It's not going to be the same. So you got to eat it however it's presented to you. Okay. I know people that are diehard like about taking it apart. And I just I don't get the mindset, but I'm not, I'm not here to tell people how to eat their food. I know people scoop their bagels too, which – you know, more okay. power, more power to them. Scoop bagels if you're getting a salad filling. Like if you're getting a tuna salad bagel, scoop the shit out of it because you get more tuna salad, and it, it's a really good like uh, conte- uh, the, the the texture of it is like it works really well with like a tuna salad, but not with like a cream cheese or a butter. I'm not about that. I don't like tuna egg chicken salads on anything but white bread. Anything, not even whole wheat bread. I, I hate them on whole wheat bread. It's got to be just terrible for you, fluffy white bread. You know what's crazy is that my my mom weaned us off white bread when we were like five, six, six years old, like me and my brothers. Wow, so like I forgot, I forgot what white bread tasted like because all we had was whole wheat bread. And like I, now I just don't like it. Like I prefer whole wheat bread. Mm, that's insane. I know. It's stupid. And I think it's like a thing like you guys, like you're at least, uh, uh, what do you call it, Jeff? Like the whole barbecue Texas thing, they give you like 50,000 slices of bread, right? Yeah, yeah. it's very and good. They, and it's always white bread, right? Like they wouldn't give you. Yeah, that'd be yeah. If they bring wheat bread, that that's wheat. fucking weird. I mean, that's what they do at Brooklyn Barbecue. You're, you're not getting you're not getting UD's gluten free bread with that barbecue. Mm, okay, I just want to see because that that was a a weird thing I noticed. People were very very adamant about was the the bagel thing. Mm. Bagels are a very popular way to get into fights with people on on and offline. Yes, where it's the St. Louis thing. Oh, say, I mean, that's like that's chaotic evil. Like that's that's those are psychopath psychopath shit. Yeah, I miss uh, Ponderosa. I thought it was good. I like their sauce. I like Pond- their uh, their uh, hamburger patty steak. <laughs> Just a hamburger patty. It's apparently still around. Ponderosa and Bonanza. Not anywhere I I live. Oh, Bonderosa. Oh wait, no, this is no, Ponderosa. Ponderosa, and then there's bon- uh, Bonanza. The sign is broken. It, picture I saw. It's like rallies and checkers. There's only 75 in the United States as of right now. Damn. I don't oh, like li- the wiki literally says it. Unlike other chains with two names such as checkers and rallies, which use only one of the names in a given region, restaurants in a given region could be named either Bonanza or Ponderosa. Hmm. Ponderosa. Okay. Rest in peace, Ponderosa. Yeah, I don't think there's any in uh, Hoboken, unfortunately. Dead as hell, just like Rumpy Cat. Yeah, the nearest one to Hoboken for you would be in uh, New Hampshire. Though we are, or in, uh, or in Hazel Township, Pennsylvania, we are driving there soon because we just left the Burlington Coat Factory headquarters. So maybe we'll hit it up. Never you know. Remember, do you remember Bird Box, the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like two lifetimes ago. I saw a meme about it recently, and it reminded me of it as well. 
We didn't really talk about Bird Box. We talked about it very briefly, and that was about it. Wasn't good. I mean, wasn't yeah. much to talk about. Wasn't worth the discussion. Uh, all right, audience number five: sunflower seeds. Ken Jack number four: road trip snack. Wait, 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 wait. Do you guys eat sunflower seeds whole? Well, I, they're going to come up. They're going to come up again. So, okay. all right. Yeah. Um, uh, my number four is freeze dried fruit, but very specifically freeze dried mango. I like it because even though it's still like a super high sugar content, it makes me feel like I'm eating healthy and like it's just something to chew on. Just gives you something to chew on that. Uh, and like usually if you get it at like a Whole Foods or whatever, comes in that clear plastic container and it just it makes you feel good just to look at it. That freeze dried fruit. Sometimes they come in those like space bags. Yeah, yeah. Mm, like, yeah. School, like looking trail mix shit. Oh, man, I'm all about the freeze dried mango. Big fan. Hey, freeze dried banana chips and strawberry chips. Fuck off. And freeze dried apples can fuck off, too. I'm very specifically tropical freeze-dried fruit guy. That is very specific. But I like that, though. I like freeze-dried strawberries. It's also why I like the Special K with strawberries. Oh, that is good. Uh, Speaking of chewing things, that's my number four, bubble gum. Uh, I want a big thing of bubble gum. I want to chew it for about 15, 20 minutes, spit it out the window, and then pop another one back in there. Double bubble. bubble. Yeah. 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 Not big league chew. Get all the residue on your fucking fingers. All the dust, but I, it probably just a big tub of double bubble. Yeah, I I, uh, I like the full sugar bubble gums. I, I can't eat any of the like uh, designer gums these days. It, it hurts my tummy. Like which I, ones? Like uh, any of the major brands, like you know, like Orbit. wintergreen flavors. Yeah, the the ones that basically come in like fancy Velcro packs now. Remember the old Orbit commercials with the blonde lady that would yell at you for cursing? Yeah, I thought those were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the, what is it? You you cotton something like uh, any muggins or no, that wasn't it. What'd you say? That's from Elf. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> you lint liquor. That's it. Yeah, that that's it. You yeah, I like those. Liquor. I'd like those better than the um the five commercials that were basically just like putting people in isolation chamber and they're kind of like pseudo mysterious, pseudo horny. Yep, exactly. It was a very horny vibe in those commercials. Very horny vibe for gum. This is what five gum tastes like. It's like, Jamie, cut that. <laughs> a very Joe Rogan gum. The uh, the commercials for f- five, five gum does not live up to the intensity of their commercials. No. no. It doesn't last that long. No, yeah. They do not live. They're <laughs> like Roman swipes. Five, I was about to say it. Damn it. <laughs> Get some goodwill back for them. Uh, Trill, number four. Uh, I like Pringles. Mm, that's a good pick. Yeah, because the, the the can's right there. You pop it open. It doesn't get too much on your hands. You don't have to go fishing for a, a fully formed chip that you want. There's a lot of attention that's not required for you to pay to Pringles, and I appreciate that on a road trip. Yeah, the ability to reseal your food on a road trip is key. Yeah, I, I just I, – I just, I'm thankful that Pringles are a thing. They They – I, I never really get them unless I'm at a gas station. They're perfect. Like I like the little mini packs. Yeah, yeah, I like those. That's like the perfect serving size of Pringles. They're like a dollar forty nine, and you get like five chips. <laughs> it's absurd, but I do it every time I see them. No, they're good. I like the, the sour cream and onion Pringles yes. sour cream and onion flavor. Like maybe not for a road trip because it does give you uh, some some wicked wicked residue, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of dust off those. It's good flavor. I I just. Uh, I don't know the origin story of Pringles, but it, I, it's probably some guy who was the 
he had uh, t- tennis ball cartons left over well, what, from from something. It's like, what what should I do with these? What's the other one? Like orange cheddar, not orange, but they they uh, it's it's something cheddar, like cheddar and sour cream. Those ones are pretty good too. We used to have those yeah. a lot. They're all pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the cheddar sour cream seemed pretty uh-huh. popular. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Good pick, Trill. Number four from the audience. They picked something you picked already. Twizzlers. Twizzlers coming in on their list. Yeah. Kenjack, number three. Top five road trip snack. Uh, my number three is Cheez-Its. Uh, Cheez-Its don't leave a lot of residue. It's just the salt and shit. And like, unless you're really just eating like an idiot and just getting crumped <laughs> like in yourself. Like it's yeah, like a literal hog. Like it's very hard to get a ton of residue left over off them. And they just taste good. Like I could eat an entire box of Cheez-Its with, with like maybe in 10 minutes and like not even with the second thought. They're just so addictive. It's just a good blend of like slightly like uh, I would say like a little bit of burnt, not burnt cheese. What's the right word for that? Like singed cheese and some salt. And uh, I just enjoy that taste a lot. And I, I crush them on road trips. You, you can taste the grill. The, well, you can get the overburned ones. They're, yeah. They're cheese, yeah they're, it, cheese it toasted or whatever. Extra toasty. They're yeah, really good. Those ones are good. They're, they have like a Parmesan garlic one, which is like I thought it was going to be gross, but they ended up tasting kind of good. And they're white cheddar ones. I usually am not a big white cheddar guy, but I like their white cheddar cheeses. Yeah, it's not it's not a burn, but you're right. So it's like it's like a grill mark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Good pick there. Cheez-Its, number three for me. I'm a snob now on this. My buddy Cameron, shout out to him. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so he won't hear this. Uh, he dehydrates his own beef jerky. And uh, so I'll just put any beef jerky down here with some freshly made dehydrated beef jerky. Granted, you got to have 10 bottles of water. It'll suck everything out either with that sodium there. But, uh, oh, man, really good, fresh beef jerky. Not the prepackaged shit that tastes, you know, with the preservatives or whatever. Fresh beef jerky. That is a big bag, Ziploc bag of that on a road trip. It's great. Love it. He hasn't sent me any in a long time. It's very disappointing and upsetting. But uh, beef jerky is Easy top three for me here. Uh, fresh is the way to go. We had somebody offer us beef jerk in the off the other day, myself oh, yeah. and Ken Jack, and boy, I uh, yeah, I really turned it down multiple times. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> like, unless unless you made that in your house this week, I'm just gonna take a pass. Uh, Trill number three, uh, lifesavers gummies. Oh, oh I like yeah. that. Yeah, the uh, I just I never get them unless I'm driving. There's just something about. Uh, getting a handful like the the gelatinous like fillingness of them um and then again they they don't do much to your fingers in terms of candy like uh, I, I find skittles hard to manage sometimes when i'm driving or just in a vehicle and lifesavers gummies uh they got that built-in grip so i'm not i'm not fumbling them and dropping them all over the car I don't like Lifesavers mints very much. Grandma's. That, I was about to say that. Olds love Lifesaver mints. My grandfather always has a pocket full of at least 10 of them at any moment of the day. That's that, I was, for some reason, after Christmas, I always just have a lot of them. Like, they, I don't know if it's just a, my family likes Lifesavers or what, but I always end up with a shit ton of Lifesavers, and they're all individually packaged. And, like, I just I don't want them. I don't like Lifesavers. I, I like the gummies. Just don't like Lifesaver mints. Yeah, gummies are delicious. Also, I haven't had a regular lifesaver in, I don't even know. Might go buy some tomorrow. When was the last time you had a regular lifesaver? Like a a mint one? I had a winto green uh, after No, no, no. Regular, like a regular tube Mm. of the colored lightsabers. Ooh, that's a good question. Probably the last time I had a, what's that that wafer? Necco wafers? Yeah. The the Confederate soldier. 
first food of choice. Rest in peace. <laughs> the uh, NECA wafers are right up there with my favorite old candy, which is candy cigarettes, which are just chalk sticks. Oh, fuck yeah. those things. <laughs> get, a, get a thing of candy cigarettes and those poppers you throw on the ground. I forget what those are called. I never was allowed to have those. Those little. I think like, they're called snappers. Snappers? Yeah, you throw them on the ground. Snap, snap something. People, kids would have them at like parades and shit. Snap it? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, like, like, like they, they pop when you throw them on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> when, when I was younger, uh, I went to a, uh, like a demolition derby or something with like, uh, like a family friend and stuff. And one of my family friends told me that those things were called titties. And I didn't know <laughs> what titties are called. So like I ran up to my dad later. I think I'm like, hey, I uh, show him my handful. I'm like, hey, look, Sean gave me a bunch of titties. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like I think seven years old at the time. And uh, that's a story that gets brought up a lot at family reunions is me just screaming titties at the demolition derby. Yeah, that's right. I'm a gearhead. I went to demolition derbies. He got fucking played. <laughs> Uh, uh, trail number three, the audience, they agree with you on the gummies. This is a good pick. Ooh, the lightsaber's gummies? No, but the gummy idea, sour gummy worms. Yeah. Although, if they have the coating, I I don't like when that stuff gets in the car. Yeah, Yeah, definitely crystallized sugar. The bottom of the bag's got that big sugar mound. Especially because, like, if that gets onto your seat and you sit on it and it just melts into your seat from your ass convection, don't want that. Yeah. Not a fan of that one right there. The, uh, what is it, trolley, trolley, gummies? Yeah, trolley yeah, those, those are them right there. Ken Jack, top two, what do you got? Uh, my number two, you already mentioned it, jerky. Uh, I'm a jerky guy. I, I, I don't, what's a, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say I'm a jerky guy. Actually, that's incorrect. I'm a jerky guy in road trips only. Uh, I don't have a particular brand loyalty, although I do like the one that comes with the tube of cheese with it, which I think is like the, the big jerky brand. Uh, and then what was the one with the, the Sasquatch commercials? Is it Jack's Lynx or something? Yeah, Jack Lynx. Yeah, rest in peace to that Sasquatch. Definitely dead by now. Don't but, mess with Sasquatch. Yeah, you don't mess with Sasquatch or else he fucks you up. He yes. killed like a thousand campers. He did, yeah. The Jack Lynx, yeah, he's killed many he's people. Murdering campers. Why did everyone keep pranking that poor Sasquatch? They know like his kill radio ratio is insane. It's like 50,000 campers try to prank Sasquatch and all of them end up dead in a river. And like, let's go fuck with Sasquatch. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I agree. Jerky's good. I got I'm actually Googling dehydrators right now. I'm just might start making fucking jerky. Uh, number two for me, I got to get a drink on here. The drink is important for my number one. I have to have it. And that's a big ass fountain soda, big fountain soda, uh, big gulp. No matter where it's from, Wawa, even sheets, that pile of shit place. Fuck sheets. Uh, but you know what? It's still fountain soda. And I just got to get a big fountain Diet Coke. Big fountain Pepsi. Mm-mm. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that? Like, oh, man, I love a fountain Pepsi. Oh, wait, you're drinking a Pepsi right now? I, I think I mentioned this before, but the supermarket near my new apartment, they don't have Coke products. They only what have the Pepsi. Fuck? It's it's really, it's huge bullshit. They don't, well, they have Coke products, but not like in the refrigerated section. They only have like the giant, like two liters. And I'm not about to buy a two liter of Coke. Like, I just, I need it in an individually packaged unit of soda. Nothing's more disappointing than turning the corner to a restaurant, bumping into the soda fountain. It's Pepsi. Yeah, is Pepsi okay? I'll say yeah. Diet Mountain Dew. In which case, so I can, I can do, I can deal with that. Oh man, Diet Mountain Dew is so bad. Seven Eleven, they pander. They give you the option for both, but anyone who gets the Pepsi, <laughs> fucking loser, big man. time canceled. I don't like getting soda or drinks in general for road trips, just because then I have to pee. I guess it depends on the length of the road trip. 
What's that quote you said, Joe? <laughs> Can't wait for a fountain Pepsi. <laughs> mm, found Pepsi. Looking forward to it. <laughs> no one has ever said that. <laughs> Literally no one. Not a single soul. Trill, what's your number two? Number two is Bugles. I like Bugles. It's uh, when do you when do you ever eat Bugles? <laughs> in a car. Yeah. Never. You never eat Bugles, so you might as well eat them in a road trip. They're 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 good. They're one of those snacks that you you, you got to prime you got to prime the pump a little bit on it and have like five before you start thinking it's good. Like, oh, yeah. like in five, you're like, okay, I, I, it tastes like shit at first. And my number one is the king of this snack. Like it'll it'll make sense when you get there, but like once you get five bugles in your system and and the corn the corn whatever is going through your bloodstream, it, it starts to hit different. It slaps different. The bugles, man. That brings back a lot of wild memories, eating Bugles on the road. Bugles was number six in the audience list, actually. So they're, you guys are on the same wavelength here. Their number two is Combos. All right, we're going to continue. We're going to continue. We'll move on. We'll move okay. on. Combos are number two. Ken Jack, your number one road trip snack. Uh, my number one road trip snack. I, I wanted to say really broad and say granola bars, but I think chewy bars is my one here. No residue gets you full. You can, depending on whatever flavor you want to get, you can, you can mix and match it. I like with, as far as like chewy bar brand ones, I like their, their peanut butter chocolate ones are good. Their like dark chocolate chip ones are good. Uh, oatmeal raisin, like I mentioned before, I'm a fan. They do good oatmeal raisin. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's just good. You don't leave a ton of residue. All you have is the wrapper that you have to throw it. And I, I respect that. Yeah, but you got it with the chewy bar. You got to keep the wrapper on because it, it'll crumble. What type of chewy bars are you eating that are crumbling? The chewy granola bars? They definitely don't crumble. Are you thinking chewy. like a Nature Valley bar? No, Nature Valley bars are made out of it's, sawdust. Literally, they just the second you touch a fucking Nature Valley bar, it evaporates into like fifty thousand pieces. The, the chewy I, bar does crumble, but I don't think it crumbles to a point where it's going to fuck up your car. I think, yeah, kinda, I, 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 think I had a brand at one point. That was like guy eating Nature Valley bar in bed. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Like eating a Nature Valley bar while performing surgery, <laughs> just letting out like the metric ton of dust. You know who this one shocked? You know who makes fantastic, soft and chewy chocolate chip granola bars? Who? Nature Valley, Kirkland. That's oh, not yeah. surprising at all. Yeah, Kirkland. They got really good oh, chip. Yeah. yeah. I like remember a, my mom got these ones. They're so fucking good. 100 oh. calories, like a yellow packaging. Really great chocolate chip to granola ratio. Oh, those are delicious. Now I want one of those. They're they're very good. Uh, my number one, uh, specifically low sodium, so your face doesn't balloon up the entire car ride, but it's sunflower seeds. Uh, sunflower seeds for me. Uh, the jumbo, it's got to be jumbo too. I don't want any of that puny shit. I, I like David's. Some people like the Bigs. No, it's a popular sunflower seed brand, but give me the David's jumbo regular seeds. I'm, I don't need the flavor, but I'll take the flavor. But I prefer just the regular jumbo seeds. Give me a soda, get an extra cup, slurp down the soda, spit the seeds in a cup. Good to go. That's a great road trip snack. And it, uh, it, it just it, it lasts a while. That's the thing too. You I'll really eat, make a project out of it. I'll eat sunflower seeds whole. Just chew them. <laughs> I knew you were. So we t- <laughs> thirty minutes ago you brought this up, and I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. I don't I've care. Done it I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bird, baby. Yeah, I've done done it. <laughs> oh, I'm not a big uh, sunflower seed guy in general. I think 
I, mean, I guess I haven't had them in a while, but I, I remember liking the taste. And uh, I mean, anything with salt on it, I'll probably suck down like a fucking hog. But pumpkin just, seeds are it, better than sunflower the, seeds. The less effort I need to put into eating the food, the better. Like uh, pistachios is a great example. I eat pistachios every single day of my life. If I didn't have to pry those little wood clams open to get to that sweet, sweet nut. They come peeled. I know, but that's not as good. You want the extra salt from the, the uh, from the shell. Okay. The, what uh, you're saying is you wish you had someone who worked for you who peeled yeah. your okay freshly roasted pumpkin seeds very good yeah better than sunflower seeds more substantial I won't, I won't go that far but very good but yeah, I, I, I can't hate you i can't hate your opinion there i remember uh, I think I had like ranch flavored sunflower seeds once and they were really good oh yeah ranch is a very popular one if you like the barbecue one or whatever it is too um but yeah sunflower seeds my number one uh all right Trill, I think you already kind of telegraphed it, but what's your number one? It's combos. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the audience in this one. Combos, all-time road trip snack. They are definitely a food that you have to have multiple – you have to have at least one serving of it before it starts to taste good. What it, it sm- it sm- I like. The, I just like the standard cheese of pretzel. I got to have the pretzel. I can't do the cracker one. I think that's just too disgusting. Um, but you open up a bag of combos, it, it smells like a cow's asshole. It's awful, awful stank. But you keep eating, you keep pressing through. It's really good, and uh, combos pair really well with the carbonated beverage. I hate to say it, and combos also taste better out of the bigger bag. So don't don't cheat and get that tiny little hand sized bag. Get the one you got to hold with your pincher fingers, triumphantly walking up to the cash register man or woman and saying, "I would like these combos, please." I think I, I like the pepperoni ones, like the, the pepperoni pizza combos. I'm a fan. Yeah, those are good if you're an infant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's, 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 that's my taste in food. I'm like Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett eats like a baby because yeah, he says, do you see any babies that are, are not nutritious? It's a fact. These combos have to be uh, more offensively smelling things. <laughs> I've, never, I've never understood the concept of pizza flavored things. Is it just? It's just I, oregano. That's the pizza flavor. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> true. So it's that and like dried to shit tomato paste. That's literally it. Maybe. And yeah. I, I love it. I suck it down like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> so I said that these are all good picks. Like almost everyone, I've I've been like either yeah I would do that or yeah I totally get that. This one I get because they're delicious. But I don't quite understand why you would want this in a car. Number one for the audience, flaming Hot Cheetos. That's that a lot of everywhere. Debris. That's a lot of debris. I mean, the residue is everywhere. And I know you can lick your fingers, which is great. But after you lick your fingers, I mean, you, it's disgusting. Oh, it's just Cheeto sludge on your fingers once you lick it. It's just a sludgy Cheeto finger. I just I, – I, I get the taste. Um, I totally get the taste. And apparently there's like this these little like dot type – Cheeto things they sell in Asia where there's no dust. Hmm. I've seen them before. I don't know what they are, like what type of product, but maybe that would make sense. Again, it makes sense. I totally get it. But man, you have some gross hands, and you're gonna get that shit all over the car, basically. I mean, this Ford Escort, I don't I don't know if you want us bringing Cheetos in here. Not ideal. Especially because it's cloth seats. We've talked about this before, I think, but Cheetos puffs or regular Cheetos? What do you prefer? I like puffs. Yeah, yeah I, I I love the puffs. I love the puffs. That the way that's the way Cheeto should be before yep. uh, Frito Lay like big money started pouring into the, the Frito Lay company and they changed it. Yeah, 
Uh, the crunchy Cheetos, just no thanks. It feels like I'm eating a bone. Well, I like yeah. the cr- I like the crunchy Cheetos too. Don't get me wrong, but the puffs just the puffs are just mm, chef, chef kissing fingers. <laughs> the uh, the end of the bag though is when the Cheetos puffs really go to shit. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's just like do like, the LeBron. LeBron James thing with the Cheetos dust. Yeah. And they just get like, I get like a weird texture and shit. And, but yeah, right at the top. Fantastic. Uh, really great. Okay. Good lists. I like that. Top five road trip songs later in the week. You're reviewing dark Phoenix too. That's it. Anything else guys before we wrap this old pod up here? No, nice, nice relaxed episode guys. I like the, I like the vibe, but you know, it was a little toned down, but that's fine. We'll come, come strong this week. Yeah, yeah, we bring the heat for Dark right Shark Phoenix. Dark, dark Phoenix, Phoenix. sorry. That was, that was my joke about it, Dark Phoenix University. Remember? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, that's it. So make sure you go see X-Men Dark Phoenix. For Ken Jack and Troll Ballins, I'm Jeff Lowe. We will talk to you on Thursday. Have a good week at the box office, folks. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin a whip. Do the whole down. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of this time of shot. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with them. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Now cool down, have a good time. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Do the butterfly, have a good time. Round, round, round around you go. It's time to show out right now and take to the floor. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart.